up, everybody? Michael Nettemeyer and Joe Geary, and we're your hosts of the Whitwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whatever it's needed. We are back, and today we're talking about what people do and why they're stopping from making money. So essentially, you're having a second job. This is the month every single year in December that salespeople that aren't hitting their goals will abandon their first flow of income, meaning their job, and they tend to work a second job. They work a second job because they need money for Christmas presents. They need money for their kids, for the holidays. They're they're looking to just get through the holidays rather than focusing on how they can thrive 12 months out of the year. And so this is the month, this month, where everyone pulls back. Not everyone, but people in sales tend to pull back. They start to retreat. They start saying, I need money now. I need money now. They're focused on money that they need rather than focused on where they want their career to go. And what I'll challenge you with is think about this for a moment. What successful person do you know that works two jobs or three jobs? They don't exist, right? People that are there, there's people that own multiple businesses, but people that work two and three jobs are typically just getting by. They're barely getting by. There's nothing left at the end of the month is from a financial aspect because they're barely getting by and they're just in it. It's not that they're not hard workers, but what they're not doing is they're not thinking about what could I do to thrive in my current position? Rather than settling for a job that maybe pays 10, 12, 15, 17, $20 an hour, what is my earning potential at my current role? Can I go make more money right now in my role if I committed to it and worked at it? And I think the other problem, Joe, is that people start focusing on Christmas in December. You should be focused on this every month of the year. Like I'm thinking about my December as soon as Christmas is over. Right? Like I want to focus on my yearly goal. What is my goal for the year? And what do I need to do every single day to ensure that I never have to go work a second job again? You know, because I know you did the same as I did, Joe, but we both, when we first got into real estate back in the day for me, Joe, four years ago, I was a lot longer than, than that ago, but I had a second job. I worked a full-time job and then I got into real estate during the day because I worked from three in the afternoon to 11 at night. Well, then I figured out by setting office hours and being disciplined and showing up every day, Within, I think it was nine months, I was able to get out of that full-time job. And then I was able to wait tables two nights a week. And so, and then from there, I did that for another seven or nine months. and was able to get out from working waiting tables. But what most people don't do is they don't set a goal for themselves of how do I never have to work a second job again by focusing on what I need to focus on. So Joe, what are your thoughts around this subject? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And like you said, people wait until December and then all of a sudden a fire comes out from under them and they all of a sudden are super urgent about making income. And it turns out that they abandon, you know, their skill set or they abandon their commitment the rest of the year to, you know, whatever that one thing was that they were supposed to be doing. And then all of a sudden now it's shoot, I got to buy Christmas presents. You know, I got to pay my bills. I got to pay my rent, whatever that might be. And they don't have the money. So now they're scrambling last minute to try to find some way of income. And typically what happens is they end up getting a part-time job or they end up doing something else that's completely opposite of the skill set on what they were doing. And they end up, like you said, making a lot less and it ends up interfering with whatever that main thing is that they're doing. So, you know, per example, you, you're in real estate, you sell cars. And then all of a sudden in December, you're like, shoot, I need some money. And then you go and you start working at a bar or you start working at a restaurant. Those types of skills there aren't really going to help you at what you're currently doing. So it's a big thing is be prepared. And it starts really January 1st. It starts the, the beginning of the year. Your beginning of the year is really going to determine your end of the year. So whatever your the seeds that you plant at the beginning of the year are going to sprout, you know, at the very end of the year. So it all starts at the very beginning of the year. 
Definitely does. And, and I find that people tend to, um, they give up what they want most for what they want now. Meaning that, you know, no one got into a sales role, real estate, whatever their role is, starting a business, small business owner. Nobody, no one got gets into this industry or into starting a business with the intention of, hey, I'm going to get into this and I'm going to, I'm going to do it so I can barely make enough money to survive. And so I can work two jobs. You know, nobody leaves a certain, you know, salary job to go start a business or get into a sales role with the intention of, hey, I really hope, you know, in six months I'm working two jobs. You know, people get into it with the intention of, I want to go make a lot of money. And there's a lot of money to be made in a lot of different industries. So the first thing you have to look at is, what is my earning potential in my current role? And is it enough to where I will never have to work a second job again if I'm hitting my metrics and succeeding in the role? And if the answer is yes, then you should spend all of your time and energy focused on how do I go make that happen rather than how do I go look for another job? Because I promise you, when January 1st rolls around and it's New Year's and everyone thinks, oh, new year, new me and all that bullshit, right? You're going to be the same person January 1st that you were December 31st. I've got news for you. You just might have a hangover. And the problem is most people think because the year, it's a new year, some miraculous thing is going to happen. You're going to become this different person through, you know, it doesn't happen that way. It happens by setting goals, making changes to, be, you know, to become the person you want to be. If the person you are today is a person that works two jobs, you need to start thinking, how do I become a person that never has to think about working a second job again? Right? What does that person look like? What are the habits that person's focused on? What are the habits that person does? What are the skill sets that person has? And what is that person doing every single day? And what do I need to do to become like that person? Right? And so I think that's where people get this disconnect. They go, because here's the, at the end of the day, we're not paid for the hours we work, where we work. We're paid for the value we put into the hour. So why would, why would a CEO of a company make 40 million dollars a year and a, and, a, and a person that works at a fast food place make $15 an hour, right? It's because not from a personal level, but from the marketplace perspective, the person making 20 or $30 million a year has more value. They're bringing more value to the marketplace than the person that might be flipping fries. Doesn't make them a better person by any means or a lesser person by any means. It means in terms of the eyes of the marketplace, one is more valuable than the other. You know, they might be a, they might be equally good fathers or this person might be a better father in some aspects. But at the end of the day, it's all about how much value we're bringing to the marketplace. So if you're the person right now that's working two jobs, one props to you because you're a hard worker. You're doing whatever it takes to provide for your family. And there's nothing wrong with that. The challenge becomes if you're not happy working your second job, then you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your family to go do whatever you can to never be in this position again. Because at the end of the day, how good of a parent are you if you're working 18 hours a day? Are you spending any time with your kids? Do you have quality time with your kids? Or is it I get done with my first job and I go to my second job? Start thinking about in my first role, what's my earning potential? How can I go make that happen? What habits do I need to commit to? What changes do I need to make in my daily schedule? Am I just showing up and you know spending time drinking coffee and talking about people and not doing the things I'm supposed to be doing? It's all about setting your target and figuring out how you're going to go make it happen. Hundred percent, and I think it's also thoughts too, on that, Joe. Can you hear me okay now? Yeah, I got you. Okay, cool. And I, I, one thing I was going to say is that I think a lot of it comes down to the urgency. You see a lot of people with lack of urgency, and it happens all year. And we always talk about too. We get to you know June, July, August, and people are only you know thirty percent of their goal or forty percent of their goal. They had that entire six months or that entire eight months to hit their goal, but they just didn't have any urgency behind it. And I think this can lead to 
people working those part-time jobs or people trying to do those quote-unquote side hustles to make more money is because they don't make the most out of the opportunity in front of them. They just squandered or they just throw it away. You know, they had, you know, three months or four months because most people, when they get into sales, they typically save a little bit of money up yeah. or, you know, have a plan where, hey, if I can get going in the first, first three months three. or the first six months, and, you know, make a little bit of money, then I can, you know, really keep this thing going. And a lot of people don't have the urgency to get it done that quick. They just, just you know, think it's going to fall to them. They think something's going to come to them or they think it's going to be a lot easier than it really is. And it never is. You always talk about the valley of despair where, you know, you start up at a really high place. You're very optimistic. You're very hopeful that it's going to work out. And then all of a sudden you find out that, hey, this is something completely new. I've never done it before. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be things thrown at me. You're going to have to get through those. And it's never going to happen as quick as you want it to. But if but you, you stick, stick with, with it, it, it will happen. happen. And sometimes it can happen faster than you expected. You're absolutely right. It can if you commit to it. And that's the key to this today is you have to commit. One, you have to make a decision that I'm going to do whatever it takes from an ethical, moral, all that standpoint to succeed in my role. Am I committed to it? And I can't be committed for a week. I can't be committed for a month. I have to be committed day after day after day after day. Show up every single day consistently to make that happen. And to your point, Joe, the people that lack the consistency, the people that are struggling in December, the people that had no thought in October, November, September, right? All of these months prior, they're worried now about, oh, I don't have money. Well, you knew December was coming all year. You knew you were going to have to have money for Christmas presents all year, right? So now all of a sudden you're worried about paying. Why weren't you worried about that in June? Right? Why weren't you worried about that in February or March? And it's because it's, it's lack of planning, right? And it's lack of, of having a consistent schedule. And that's what I find with most salespeople is they lack the ability, not even the ability, they lack the desire to have a consistent schedule. They don't want to do it. They want to show up when they feel like it. They want to show up when it's convenient. Like if we only showed up, Joe and I are two people that show up to the office every single day. And, and I'm not bragging on us, but I'm just telling you, this is, this is what we've done for years. But if we only showed up on days we felt like it, we would never be here. Like there are more days I don't want to be here than there are days I want to be here. Is that the same for you? Yeah, no, hundred percent. It might be one or two days of out of the week, if that. <laughs> like we're not waking up like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go make phone calls and talk to people and go, you know, it's it's not, it's, it's and I think a lot of people too, at a certain point, they think once they get to a certain income level, they're just going to be generally happy, right? Money will not make you happy. What money will do is it will take the stress, the financial stress and pressure off of life. So people that say money doesn't buy happiness, they're correct. And money can make you a lot happier because you're not stressed out about money constantly. You're constantly stressed out about money. You wake up with stress. You deal with stress all day. You get debt collector phone calls all day. You get letters in the mail all day. You go to bed with the stress. You lay in bed, stand at the ceiling, stressed out about it. Why wouldn't you rather, rather than dealing with all that stress and having to work 16, 18 hours a day, working all of these different jobs, just trying to get by, why not just go commit to your job that you're in and go be the best you know, person at it and go make more money? Even if you're not in sales and you're working a job where you're, you're on a salary, do you think if you made your company more money, you would in turn get paid more money. The likelihood, the probability is very high that if you started thinking and getting creative rather than getting a side hustle that everybody teaches, talks about all these people, go get a side hustle, go get a side hustle, go commit to your role that you're in, go commit to your job, go commit to your company and go bring as much value and be as valuable as an employee as possible. And in turn, I promise you, you're going to start to see promotions. You're going to start to see more money. You're going to start to be appreciated more. The people that, just show up and collect a paycheck. They show up at nine, they leave at 4.30 or five. 
regardless of what they have to do or not. It's just, it's five o'clock. I'm out of here. It's Friday at five. I'm not thinking about this place the rest of the weekend. If you are a person that cared about your company, that was working to become the most valuable employee possible for your company, I promise you, you're going to get ahead. And that's why so many people don't get ahead because all they want to do is come in and collect a paycheck. And they feel like the company needs them way more than maybe they need and vice versa. And the truth is, like everyone's replaceable. I'm replaceable. You're replaceable. We're all replaceable. And that's why we have to every single day be figuring out how we become the most valuable person we can become. What is my potential? I'm working to my potential, not to a dollar amount at this point. All right. Now, I've been blessed over the years to make millions of dollars in commissions and sales and in business, right? And that didn't just happen because I was a nice guy. It didn't just happen because I showed up every day and didn't do anything. What did happen was I showed up every day. I committed to a system. I made a commitment to myself. I started working on myself. I started becoming the best version of myself possible. And over time, and it didn't happen overnight, but month after month after month after month of doing that, I started to see results. And then the next year got better than the year before. And then the next year got better than that year. And every year it gets a little bit better. And you start to hit, start to build confidence and you start to all of a sudden start your bank account builds. You're not stressed out about getting bombarded by debt collector calls. Life, there's nothing wrong with making money. It's a good thing. And you're never going to do it by working two jobs. You're going to be in the same position this year that you were in last year. You're going to be barely getting by if you're only working, if you're trying to focus on just getting by by working multiple jobs. Yeah. One thing I want to point out to that too is about making money, how it's so important is when you make a lot of money or you make more money than you've ever made before, more than your family's made before, your friends or your neighbors or whatever it might be, not only are you helping yourself and you're making your life better, but you're also raising the standard for people around you because they're saying, hey, Joe down the street or Michael down the street, yeah, I used to see him, you know, riding right. his bike, delivering newspapers or, you know, doing DoorDash or whatever it was. And then all of a sudden, fast forward five years later, 10 years later, however much time, now he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars. He's working super hard. He's built something massive. And you inspire people by increasing your value and increasing your income. People get inspired by that. And then they look internally and choose, hey, you know what? Michael just did it or Joe just did it. I can raise my standard and I can create more income. I can better my life. So really, you're not just helping yourself, but you're helping others more so because you're, everybody looks to you. Your family looks to you for the standard. Your kids, you know, your wife, whoever it might be. They look up to you if you raise that standard and internally you're raising the standard for them as well. So really don't just think about yourself when it comes to, you know, raising your income or raising your value, but you're also helping everybody around you, you know, look and see an opportunity that they might not even have thought was possible. That's a huge point. That's an awesome point. And, and, I, and I would say this to you, Joe, what, what do you do with the people that maybe aren't happy or aren't inspired by you? Because You'll find that too. There are people that, you know, let's go back. Let me stop for a minute. Let's go back to like Ed Milet talks about the one, right? And I love this concept because it's, it's spot on with what you just said. If you look at any wealthy family, at one point in history, that family was not wealthy. And then that one person shows up and changes the trajectory of that family forever. Like think about Rockefeller, right? At one point, Rockefeller is a name, you know, all across the United States, across the world. One of the wealthiest people, if not, I think at one point he was the wealthiest person in the history of the world. Well, he was the one that changed the course of his family's future forever. Like generations later, people are still living at that. And what I find is that that's all possible. And then you're going to get people that aren't happy for you. And you're going to get people that are saying, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're working this hard. Oh, my gosh, all you do is work or this or that. Like, what do you do in that instance? 
you, you just cut them off or you just don't listen to them. You, you're, you're not there for everybody. You're there for, you know, 50% of the people or 30% of the people. But the, I think the big thing to think about is as long as you can help one person and change one person's life, you're going to, then it's just going to like be a ripple effect and they're going to change somebody's life. And it's just going to keep going on and on. So I think as long as you can help one person, that's all that matters because then they're going to hopefully reciprocate and help other people. So I think it's just, as long as you can help one person or just, have the mindset that, Hey, I'm only going to appeal to, you know, 50% of people or less 50% of people aren't going to be for me or they're not going to like my message. Great. That's fine. I'm only here for, you know, a small section or a small fragment of the people. Yeah. Ignore the naysayers. So don't pay attention to that. Not everyone's going to understand when you set off on a path, like right now, let's say you're working two jobs and barely getting by for one, don't wait until January. Don't say in January, I'm going to make these changes. You need to make a decision today that I'm going to change my life and I am never gonna go back to the current position that I'm in. This situation that I'm in is not permanent, it's temporary, and I'm doing everything I can starting right now to get out of this, to never have to come back and work a second job. I'm gonna start focusing on having an abundant bank account, to having an abundant life, to be able to provide my, my children the best things that they can get. All right? Make that decision today. Don't wait till January 1st. Just same thing with diet, right? Like I just recently got back on, had some injuries, got back on a workout routine, I can't wait till January because nothing magical is going to happen on January 1st. The gym's just going to be more crowded. It started weeks ago. I have to start and you have to make that commitment now and say, I'm never going to be in this situation again. So one, make the decision now. Two, not everyone's going to understand your journey, nor do they have to because it wasn't given to them. Their goals, your dreams, your goals and dreams, they're not somebody else's. So if they're not on board with it, don't worry about it. Don't talk to them about it. And that's what I find too. People say, well, my husband or my wife, like they think I'm crazy for going out and doing this. Well, they can still be your husband and wife or your family, your spouse. You don't have to cut the people out of your life. Just don't talk to them about your goals, right? Talk to other people that want to encourage you and help you push and make those goals happen. So it's who you surround yourself with. It's so-and-so says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future right? It's so true. Peer group, super important. Who we surround ourselves with. If I'm surrounding myself with a bunch of people that are working two and three jobs, well, I'll probably be the next person working two or three jobs. If I'm surrounding myself with people that are doing more, achieving more, creating more, making a lot of money by adding a lot of value in the marketplace, well, chances are I'm going to be the next person to go make that happen. So surround yourself with people that are doing more than you. And in turn, you're going to start doing more and want to do more. It's like if you have a family, like family, right? Or friend group, and they all have piece of junk cars, and you have a piece of junk car. You feel comfortable having a piece of junk car. Now you roll up in an Escalade. What are they going to say? Oh, Mr. Big Shot, right? Or maybe someone like, dude, that's awesome, right? But if you show up in a piece of junk car every single day, and everyone else had $250,000 vehicles, well, do you think you'd start thinking about, hey, maybe I should go figure out how I can go get a $250,000 vehicle? Maybe I should start asking them questions on how they created their wealth. And maybe they're not even wealthy. They just afford an expensive car payment. It's just an example. Surround yourself with people that are doing more and then start asking questions about how are they doing it? If they can do it, how can I do it? If I have a goal, instead of saying I can't accomplish that goal, start saying, how could I accomplish that goal? What would I need to do? Who would I need to become? What would I need to focus on in order to become the person I know I'm capable of becoming? I don't know. What else you got, Joe? 
No, I think that's, that's a huge thing. I think too, you need people like that, especially when you're in the trenches, getting started with your, you know, two jobs or your part-time job, you're just trying to get something off the ground is you need people to encourage you. And, and sometimes maybe it doesn't come directly from people. Sometimes maybe, cause I think there is that kind of that phase where maybe you have a friend group and they're just not supportive and you kind of just have to cut everybody off. And there's that phase where you might be on your own for a while. So I think it's important to find some outside influences uh, to be encouraging for you or to be helpful for you. And that can come, you know, through podcasts podcast nowadays. It can come through books. It can come through YouTube videos. And that's the nice thing about living in this century is we have all this technology around us that can be super beneficial and super useful because, you know, think about it. If you were, you know, trying to get something off the ground in the early 1900s, you really had nothing. You might've had a few books that you could have read, but you can't listen to podcasts. You can't get instant information from virtually anybody you want to, who's built a successful business. Now you can, you can get on YouTube real quick. You can get on, you know, audiobooks. you can get on podcasts, whatever it might be and get information instantly to help you, you know, improve your mindset and help you, you know, figure out information that you need to get to grow your business. So I think that's a key part because everybody goes through that phase where you feel a little bit lonely, like you don't have a lot of friends because you're transitioning from one lifestyle to a new lifestyle. And in between, there might not be a lot of people there. And then eventually you kind of find your niche, you find your group of people, you know, that are supportive of you and kind of your new circle, your new, you know, sphere at that point. Yeah, it's a huge point. It is. The information's abundant now. So much more abundant than it was 10 years ago, even, or even a century ago, right? It's so abundant to get information. So here's what I would challenge you to do. If you're finding, if this message is relating to you and you're finding yourself in a situation right now where you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're tired of working two jobs, you're tired of working and barely getting by, what I would challenge you to do is one, set an income target. What is your income you need to earn in the next 12 months in order to hit your financial goal? So what's the income you need to be able to take the pressure off of life? I need to make a certain amount of money, whatever that is, to be able to get caught up on my bills, to be able to not worry about how I'm going to pay for my bills and have some money left over at the end of the month. That's target one. You don't need to go from 30,000 to a million, right? Maybe you need to go from 30,000 a year to 60,000 or 75 or 100, whatever the target is. Set your target. What is your target? Then what I would focus on are what are things you're going to do every single day to move you closer to that target? So what are things you're going to do within your job or within your role that are going to push you closer to your income? And in addition to that, what are things you're going to do to go to work for, you know, work on yourself? Like Jim Rohn said, he said, formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job. What are you going to do? What books are you going to read? What, what skills are you going to learn? What habits are you going to create that are going to push you toward your income goal so that next year in December, you're not in the same spot as you are this year in December. And that's why I often say people will go to school, they go to their formal education, grade school, high school, go to college, they graduate, they quit reading, they quit working on themselves, they quit learning. And it's like, and, and they're the same person year after year after year after years. And, and they ask for their 3% or 4% raise from their employer. And, and it seems like Groundhog Day every year for the next 40 years of your life until you die. Think about that. If you have the same, if you're living, if you're the same person this year as you were last year and the year before and the year before, it's like repeating eighth grade every single year for the rest of your life. Like if you repeated eighth grade every year for 10 years or 20 years or 40 years, you would be considered a pretty unintelligent person. But most people will go through life repeating their life over and over and over and over again. And it's because they won't commit to making the changes to make their life better because change is hard. Change is difficult. Change is uncertain. You may start making these steps and making these changes, and you're not sure if it's going to work out, especially if you're in a 100% sales role. You can make tons of changes, and you don't know if it's going to work out yet or not. 
but you have to trust the process and model other people that have had the same success that you've had or that you're wanting to, to have. And if you do those things day after day, and it's not going to happen after a week or a month, do it consistently day after day after day. And I promise you, you're going to start to hit your income goal. Absolutely. And I'd say too, both choices are hard. If you live the same life, like you said, over and over and over and over and over again, that's a very hard choice. You're going to have a lot of financial stress, health stress, just things that come up that you won't be able to handle because you're very comfortable and you're living the same life over and over and over again. And you're always going to be stuck there. And, and when you die, you know, whether that's at 60, 70, 80, hundred years old, you're going to have a lot of regret. You're going to go to the, the deathbed with a lot of regret and say, wow, I just squandered my entire life. I could have done a lot more and I just wasted it being yeah. not just being average versus, Hey, yes, you take that other hard route. Yes. It's going to be very hard, but I argue that it's a lot easier because yes, there's a lot of hard up front, but you get in the habit of dealing with the hard and you expect the hard, but then you have a very easy life or a very nice life where, Hey, financial things happen. You can deal with them because you're making the income. Maybe it won't happen immediately, but I guarantee you're not going to be living the same life over and over and over again. Your life will slowly increase and then all of a sudden dramatically increase and people will notice. That's right. So I want you to think about this next time you're, you're feeling a little bit of burnout and you're, you're on the path to creating and becoming this new person. Remember, feeling a little burnout, you're not burning out because of what you're doing. You're burning out because life has a way of making us forget why we're doing it. So tie it back to why you're doing it. You're doing it to have a better life for your kids. You're doing it to have a legacy. You're doing it because you're tired of having debt collectors call you. That was my big why 10, 12, 13 years ago is I was just tired of being in debt. I was tired of having debt collectors call me in my mailbox, scared to look at my mail because I knew there was going to be debt collector letters in there. And I was tired of getting my water shut off and my heat shut off because my bills were so overdue. Not having money is terrible. It really is. We live on an economic planet. You need money. So to Joe's point, choose your hard. Both things are going to be difficult. I would much rather have the difficulty of making more contacts, talking to more people, building a business than I would to be sitting at home stressed out about how I'm going to pay for Christmas presents for my kids. And I'm going to go to work job that I don't want to do to just barely get by. And once December's over, then figure out how I'm going to go create my life for this. Like commit now, make a commitment, make a decision, go do it. And I promise you, you'll be happy you did. That's all we got for today. See you guys next time.